Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Byers and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the power of agreement and this is kind of a companion, a follow-up to last time when I talked about complaining. So, uh, what is agreement according to thesaurus? It's a covenant, promise, contract, a consensus of opinion, understanding, bond, accord, connection, an act of consent. And that's what I really want to underline. Agreement is an act of consent. So we engage our will to say yes or no to something. And it involves at least two people consenting to an idea, a work, a project, a prayer. Um, and there is effect from that consent. There is fruit from that consent. So why is there power in agreement? Well, first because uh, there's synergy. The sum is greater than its parts. So one plus one doesn't equal two. It might equal 10 in synergy. You have more influence, more authority, more capacity, skill, energy, ability, and and so on. The second reason is because you have support. Uh, when you have agreement, it requires another person. Um, and of course, that can work in both positive and negative ways. Uh, but we give support to one another. The third is there's substance to it. Uh, and the strength and authority of that substance depend depends on who you're in agreement with. So it's strengths or limits of power. Uh, the authority and the substance is related to who you're consenting with, who you're walking with. Um, and hopefully that's God uh, and wise other, wise other godly people. The fourth reason is because there is life in it. Whatever we come into agreement with, we give life to. And uh, once we come into agreement, we've set something in motion and, um, and it's going to have effects. So who or what are you concurring with? What are you agreeing with? What are you giving your consent to, your accord to? Who do you make decisions with? And who do you receive truth from? These things are really important. And it's important for us to realize that and to evaluate it see what agreements we're really making. And often they don't have to be uh, spoken orally. They can just be, we can give silent consent to things as well. But what we give agreement to will fuel and direct our thoughts and our emotions, our decisions, and eventually our destiny. Okay, so there are three overlapping areas of agreement and there may be more but these these are my three <laughs> one is the spirit realm which we're going to talk about this time another is the interpersonal between others and another is the intrapersonal within ourself and we'll talk about those last two uh, the next time but this time we're going to talk about our consent our agreement with the spirit realm. It's the realm of light versus darkness of the Lord, his angels, and Satan and his minions. And there's really no contest there. That is that is not a that is not an equal fight. But 
we can come into agreement with Satan and his realm. And his realm includes this world's systems, um, all the cultural lies we live under, and the atmosphere that we live in. And uh, scripture says that he is the prince of the power of this air, and he prowls this air, looking around, seeking whom he can devour. devour. This air is uh, that we're currently in is post-postmodern. It's post-truth. It's very liberal and homogenized in the worldview. He also um, uh, uh, influences us in accusation. His realm is accusation. Revelation says, Revelations 12.10, he's the accuser of the brethren. And uh, he brings false charges against us. He accuses, he blames, he indicts, he alleges, he reproaches, he denunciates, and often he does it through others. And we can get in agreement with him about ourselves and about others and start reproaching and denouncing and alleging ourselves. Uh, scripture also says that he accuses day and night. This is a continual thing. But it also gives us uh, the key. How do we overcome it? By the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony, and by not loving our life even unto death. So our testimony is based in his truth. What we give consent to, his truth. And that's how we overcome. Because if we don't overcome these accusations, we will be overcome by them. Uh, another realm that he operates in is condemnation. So condemnation is censure. It's criticism. It's attack. It's when he's declaring us guilty, shaming us, disapproving. And it's kind of a, you know, kind of a global disapproval. It's often not specific. You're just dumb, stupid, unworthy, ugly, inept, a failure, just kind of this global thing. Um, and we... We hear it about ourselves, and sometimes we get an agreement about others. But he comes to, you see, destroy our identity and thus destroy or at least dilute our identity and our destiny. So our assignment is to refute that in return. And Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, shall prevail. But every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you'll condemn, you'll refute it, you'll nullify it. This is the heritage, this is the benefit of the servants of the Lord and their vindication is from me. So if we get in agreement with Isaiah 54, 17, we can rise up, take hold of this, take hold of every benefit of the cross, which is ours, and refute and nullify any judgment against us. Uh, and that, that includes even our own heart. First John 3.20 says, If our own heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. So we have to break our agreements with shame and, uh, and agree to humility and self-acceptance because it's not enough just not to agree with something. We have to replace it and choose another more powerful agreement. Another realm he operates in is lies. 
deception, deceit, exaggerations, half-truths, fabrications, perversions, misrepresentations, and we can all fall prey to this. They, they can be so subtle at times. Uh, the enemy is stealthy and he works in illusion and confusion and uncertainty. And often we don't recognize what we ought to be recognizing and, and step forward and destroy that lies. And if we take it in long enough, we kind of become calcified in it. it, becomes our hiding place. And when we believe a lie, it, it, um, it disguises truth to us. It deforms truth for us. 2 Thessalonians 2.12 in the message says, Since they refuse to trust truth, they're banished to their chosen world of lies and illusions. Um, and we really need to ask the Lord to show us the lies we believe and help us to uh, love the truth and know the truth. First John said, the light came into the world and they loved the darkness instead. And for a lot of us, these lies have just been woven into our storyline and we need the Lord to show us so we can become obedient to his agreements. Um, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 10 to pull down the strongholds, to pull down these lies, these thoughts, these reasonings and imaginations. And our vote, we have the vote as to whether we believe the lie, which gives power to it, or whether we believe the truth. Uh, the enemy's out to destroy. He's our sworn enemy. We should not be believing him. Uh, another realm is fear and intimidation. We must not get into agreement with fear. We give it absolutely no place. And fear is about the enemy using our past pain, uh, invoking our imagination with that, and causing our expectations to turn toward the darkness, toward fearful things. And then we, we start trying to protect ourselves, but that never works. And that fear should just be a signal to us, dive deeper into God's love because his perfect love casts out fear. We can refuse agreement with fear and give our consent to love. And then lastly, I just wanna mention the enemy uses people. We, we've all tasted of that. And we don't have to agree with anyone where we discern that their intentions aren't pure, aren't right. We have to discern agendas, whether it's flattery or, or whatever it is, jealousy. Uh, Mark 4, 24, Jesus said, take care of what you listen to. We don't need to listen to bad reports about ourselves and who we trust matters greatly. And we don't have to let anyone misname us. You know, when Rachel was dying, she was giving birth to Benjamin. She was so overcome with her pain that she named him Benoni, son of my sorrow. But his dad, jo Jacob, renamed him immediately Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So there is so much authority in what we name or misname and the enemy misnames us. And so we can either agree with his dark realm or we can agree with the Lord. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Getting into agreement with God, I believe is a two-part process. First is receptivity. I have to receive the truth. Then I have to hold it fast taking it in and taking hold of it and not letting go. So we take in his word, 
we take in his promises. Uh, Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in the heavens. We know his word is alive, it's sharp, it's active, and it profits us if we mix it with faith, Hebrews 4.2. So we need to know the word so we can agree with the word. We need to stay in the word often and recognize that every promise is ours. This is one of the main ways I overcame depression many years ago. I put three by five cards up on my mirror. What is the word? Not how do I feel, but what does the word say that's true? What are his promises to me? And we can remind him of his promises. Uh, Isaiah 62 talks about the watchman on the wall and day and night they are reminding the Lord and they're not taking any rest. Um, and he doesn't need reminding, but our faith needs activating. David would do this. He would remind the Lord, Lord, you've promised me this. And that's why I have the courage to pray these great prayers. We can pray great prayers out of the promises. Okay. Second thing we need to remember is his character. We need to get into agreement with God is power within himself. He holds the universe together. Colossians 1 says in him, all things hold together. So when we align with that, when we agree, when we collaborate with that, we're empowered with the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. So we don't have to be shaken by circumstances because he's not shaken by circumstances. He is Lord of all. He is unassailable. He is all powerful. And as we agree with him, he is our shield and he is our protection. So we come into agreement with his character. And as we take that in, then we find that we have the same fruit in our character. And one thing in particular I think we have to settle is our knowledge, our sure knowledge of his goodness. George MacDonald, who's an old Scottish preacher, wrote, Yet I know that good is coming to me, that good is always coming, though few have at all times the simplicity and the courage to believe it. Why shouldn't we believe that God's goodness is always coming to us? Then we get into agreement with the cross, the real story of the cross, the redemptive power of the cross, the redemptive power to forgive all our sin, to take up all our shame and pain. And then the last thing I want to mention is we get into agreement with his story over us. What has he spoken over you that you need to get an agreement with? Because if we aren't walking in that, if we aren't walking by the Spirit, we aren't in agreement with what he's saying, so we're not in real fellowship with the Lord. Real fellowship uh, with people, with the Lord, requires conversation, requires agreement. And um, what has he said? You know, what has he said about pain, about regret? about our freedom, about disappointment and desires and redemption and reward, anxiety, dissolution. What has he said that we can get an agreement with? Um, Mary's an example of that. You know, the angel came to her and says, oh, you've been chosen. And she had a choice. She could shrink back in fear or even unbelief, or she could get an agreement. And she said, be it unto me, the power of agreement. So as we live in the reality of agreeing with the word of the Lord and the promises of God and who he says we are, uh, we are agreeing with what he intends. 
And um, I want to encourage you to really investigate with that with the Lord. What has he been saying to you? And what has the enemy been saying that you need to disagree with? What's the Lord saying that you need to, to take in and take hold of? Okay, next time I'm going to continue this, and I'm going to talk about our interpersonal and our intrapersonal agreements. But thanks for joining me.